0: Welcome to A Matter of Music. I'm Don Wisner Johnson, and I'm Beth Wisner Jansen. I got my name, so <laughs> we are here to provide a unique space for musicians to gather tools, ideas, and education to help master this crazy business of music. Okay,
1: today we're going to talk about Sync, Um, but first I want to tell you about a class we have coming up um, that's starting very soon, and if you'd like information on it, please go to our website. The class is um, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Sync. It's called All Things Sync, and you can find information, including the syllabus, on our website, amatterofmusic.com. So go there and check it out. Join us as we walk you through the world of Sync. We'll share with you our collective knowledge gathered through decades of experience within the music industry, working with a network of music supervisors. Whether you are an artist wanting to sync your music, a manager, a producer, or someone wanting to work as a sync agent or a supervisor, this course will help guide you towards success. We hope it is and gonna we hope you join be,
0: yeah, it's going to be a five-week course. Um, we're limiting the class size to 12 um, at the most we, um, those classes will be about an hour and a half each week. We, um, want it'll you be live. It'll be a live zoom, live zoom. If you can't make it, we will send you your own link during that week. Um, if, if you sign up for the class and you're concerned, you can't make one of those that can happen. You'll We want you to leave this course with clear goals and a detailed plan of how to achieve those. So we wanna see you have success. We want to hear from all of you that you got a sync placement and you're going to continue doing it. And artists, um, if you have songs that you're gonna want critiqued or listened to, um, I've been doing this quite a while. Um, ABC music, I was, I was listening to songs and placing songs in our library. So, and I've been doing a, quite a long time. I know what, what people are looking for. So I will listen to up to three of your songs during the course and give you suggestions of how to get those ready uh, for sync or if they're already syncable. And at the end of the course, I wanted to add this, we'll also um, give you the option of doing an, another hour consultation or two or three based on how many you want to purchase. Those will be $75 for Beth and I together. And that way we'll be able to, after you've done the course, if you want to go even further and ask some specific questions or have us kind of guide you and look at your plan and and help you get that. So we want to make sure that this is a very interactive type um, class for you and that as I said, we want to make sure that you're successful. If you're we want to successful, make sure all your questions are answered by the yes. end of the class. If you're successful, we're successful. So that's how we're how we're looking at this. So please join us. Please go check out our website at amatterofmusic.com and look at the classes page and um, we look forward to seeing you. So today we are going to speaking of sync, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, We've already done a few um, podcast episodes on sync. They've been more of an overview so today I just wanted to go over some of the specific ways that you can find to sync your music. In other words a sync agent, a music library, directly to the music supervisor, um, record label if you have a record deal, you want to make sure that they are going to have someone there that's going to be um, in charge of trying to get syncs for you. Um, Managers, um, networking and editors, films, all of those kinds of things. So I'm going to go into a few of those and um, we're going to look at those in detail and and see how how those might work for you. So the first one I want to talk about is production music libraries. I will tell you once again, I've had a lot of, um, experience on this. It's actually one of the ways that I got into the industry on the more of the executive side than, than being the artist and the person putting out music. And so, um, I worked at a network music library in house and we would purchase music from, um, artists. And this is generally called a buyout type of a deal. Um, our deal, I believe was one of the best in the industry, um, for songs, at least. Those days. It was was really good. good upfront amount. Yeah, it was a good deal. Right. It was a good deal. When I, when I Google things and look up what people are saying, what you might get in a buyout deal, it, ours was always higher than that. We always paid more. So, so a buyout uh, deal, explain what a buyout deal means. Yes. I, okay. I will. So in this particular type of production music library, whether it's a network or whether it's a buyout deal for a library outside of a network, the, there are both of those, a buyout deal would be they are going to pay you upfront for your song or for your instrumental cue or what, whatever. And a lot of times they'll, they might buy six of these from you or, or do a deal with you where they're going to
1: do a package deal for a package for a deal
0: two, three, six. Right. For a certain amount of money. Um, and this is basically because they know this is going to be placeable for them. The reason it's called a buyout deal pretty much is because they now own the master. Correct, Beth? Yep. Yep. You're they the own master. the master. <laughs> I always have to make sure I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> exactly there's correctly.
1: Too moving, there's too many gears in music.
0: <laughs> there are. Um, the
1: machine of it.
0: But the other side, the other place that they're going to own is your publishing. Um, If you've heard, if you've listened to some of our other things, whether you have or you haven't, on the copyright side, which is the music and lyrics, there's the writer and there's the publisher. So if you're an indie artist, you might own your own publishing and you're the writer. If you're with a record label, you're going to own your writers, but the record label may own your publishing. Same deal. It's, with gonna,
1: these, it's gonna split fifty-fifty. It's it's fifty yeah. percent to one and fifty percent to the other. The ownership, right? Or the or what gets paid on it is right.
0: Is now, many people over the years have balked at these deals and not wanted to maybe get into them. Um, I remember we had a guest on Reggie Ham who was talking about having a publishing deal, and in those publishing deals, when he did that, they owned that as well, and they still do. So he does not own those anymore. So I was thinking about that today, Don. When I lived in Nashville, everybody had a publishing deal. Right. Every
1: songwriter I knew had a publishing deal. And everybody sold 10 to 15 of their songs a year.
0: Right. So I want to be here to say that this isn't necessarily a bad deal. If you get a good amount of money up front, you're a very prolific songwriter or, or instrumental writer, and you put these in a library like this, you, you could start small if you want and see if you get any placements. But I will say this, the library where we were, they automatically had placements if we were buying their music because we knew that it was gonna get placed. I wanna jump
1: in here and say something. So what, why, what you don't want to do is be a new songwriter and have songs that you've written from your life, from your experience. You wrote a song about your dying mother and then you sell it to a library please don't do that for several reasons they're going to own it and they may never get it placed they won't release it it could be shelved now if you if it gets you know recorded by somebody and released for uh people to buy it on iTunes or something like that which most of these library stuff it's not going to happen you can always re-record it but if it's just getting placed in a TV show and stuff you, that song's gone you can't even re-record it without their permission so if you're a prolific writer and you can write things that aren't near and dear to your heart. Those are the ones you want. You don't want to sell the things that are really important to you, because okay. you just you, they're they're not going to be yours, and they may not get released to a point where you can even re-record them. So, just a word of caution there.
0: Right, right. That's very true, Beth. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, I just I want our audience to know that there is a pretty lucrative place out there that you can go to that not a lot of people know about or, or, or even get into. And many times I've had very prolific songwriters tell me when I ask them, can you write a few for me? They said, I'm not selling my publishing. And I thought, you're not understanding me. Not I don't want you to sell, just, I just want three that you write specifically for me and then I'll put them in the library and let's see how much money you can make. Well, the interesting but, part is a lot of those guys
1: that, that I know you're talking about, had publishing deals in the 90s yes they did <laughs> but the you know but the difference with that was i think in the publishing deals in the 90s was like a monthly income these guys are kidding it's like it was like a job to them right. and so a one-time payment you know they're like oh that's just one you know that song not okay. too important to me but you got to look at what dawn's going to talk about this is not a often a one-time payment if you're writing with a good library so there's yes
0: money. many the reason I loved working for the library where, where I was, was because, um, and I told this story in one of our previous podcasts, I, I literally had a musician who was had a carpet cleaning job on the side to being a musician. And when he started getting paid, he called me and said, I can quit my carpet cleaning job. Because- he, he had sent you a text,
1: I think, that said, I'm in the Hollywood Hills, I'm cleaning vomit out of white
0: carpet help me, <laughs> help me. that was the <laughs> beginning yes he was a great songwriter and i did help him because i believed in his songs and they were great and i wanted to bring to the library and once i did and he started you know a few months later he probably saw a royalty check and he was like this is it i'm just going to keep doing this because if you're getting multiple placements through a library and as I said, ours was very specific. If we bought a song from you, we knew that the editors and the shows wanted that. So it was getting used. So, you know, if you can find these little avenues, um, like this, it, it it can be a very lucrative deal for you. So wanted you to know about that. Now on the, there are other types of production music libraries, obviously. We have huge production music libraries. Um, I can name them because everybody does um extreme music five alarm um, mega tracks there are more but those are the three that come to mind just as i'm sitting here um these have been in the business a long time they um it watch a movie and look at the credits and many times you'll see these libraries in there they they are well used, well utilized, Um, uh, many people in the industry have worked for these libraries and gone on to do other things, they have been around a long time, and they know what they're doing, and so editors, films, television, everyone goes there, you'll, you will see these names there, so if you can get into these, and you feel like your music is, you know, in, in the, there's thousands and thousands of libraries and queues in, in, many libraries within these big music libraries. So if you feel that your music could stand out and you want to try that, you know, go for that. Then there's the mid more, the mid level um, production music libraries. Um, What I wanted to do on that, on talking about these was also talk about money on these. Now I just talked about a very lucrative deal that is really not there anymore. I'm not there in that, that department
1: is adapt or die
0: adapt or die that that library is no longer there however there are other ones um universal music has an in-house most of the big um companies have in-house music libraries so if you want to do some research and figure out who those are you can always you know see if they're looking for writers um and and you may get some money on those but i wanted to talk about the production music libraries the money is not going to be as good for these um also though the contracts are different what There's, is what does a
1: production music library mean how is that different from the bigger libraries what is production music what does that mean
0: well some of some of the bigger libraries may call themselves a production music li- library as well but your production your music, yes i i know where you're going with this <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> production, music, production music is used more um in background beds and underneath beds, underneath things. They don't really go to these places for like the the great features. songs or the features, okay. right? Yes, thank you, Beth, for bringing that up. Um, so there are many of these that you could get into. It's a there may not even be an upfront fee for you for these. They may just say, "Hey, we're going to do this." The contracts, many times, they're not going to keep your publishing they're not gonna even take your publishing. They may keep all of the upfronts however, there may, there's just various deals that work in these industries. So you really need to know sort of how to read a contract if you're gonna go into some of those. Or as I always say, you can consult with Beth and I if you find, say you find three different libraries that you're interested in and you want to go over those contracts, And see which one might be the best fit for you. You could always hire us for an hour, send us the contracts. We'll go over that with you and explain to you what the terms mean and those kinds of things, or take one of our classes or listen to one of our podcasts. So So this disclaimer, we're not attorneys. No, we are not attorneys. You to go over contracts and just point things out, like
1: right. explain terms to you and things.
0: We are not the only ones doing this. If you do not want to come to us as consultants, my main thing for reason for there's telling you guys look at it. Don't sign that contract without having someone in the industry look it over for you. Um, at minimum, get somebody you know to look for look at right. the contract. Right, and, and you can even you can go on YouTube and they'll tell you the terms to look for. You know, there's all kinds of places that you can find it um, if you want your hand held through it, Beth and I are happy to do that, um, but, um, virtually and-
1: in this, in this period of time, we can only virtually hold your hand,
0: right, 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 that's that's true. True. <laughs> so, um, I just wanted to go over all the different kinds of libraries, there's so many, there's even stock libraries, which is
1: buyout, yeah,
0: yeah that's another buyout, and these, um, there's a, there's a new kind of library within the last few years that is really going strong now. Um, a lot of the films, student films, different places like this will use this. They pay a yearly fee, a couple hundred bucks, and they can use everything in that library. So I don't know anyone personally who's done that. So I can't give you a lot of feedback on that, um, how that works, how you will get paid, or all of those kinds of things. But once again, look at the contract and see how that's going to work. I know,
1: Don. even some websites will have, you know, website places will have stock music you can use on your website. Uh, right. I think YouTube might have some that stuff that you can use. They used right. to. Right. So there's all sorts of places.
0: Yeah. Um, today, when I was thinking about this and going over it, um, there is a non-exclusive library deal that I remembered, and I'm looking over at my notes because they don't give you any front end. Um, if if you've written something that they really feel like they they could get placed or whatever, they may want to put this in their library and shop it out. It sounds more like it's a, a boutique kind of a library where you would sign, you know, maybe a year deal to see if they could get anything for you. Um, I'm gonna talk about sync agents next, but so that could kind of be like a sync agent, but uh, they've also said that there are libraries that are doing this and it's a non-exclusive deal. So um, many so times- non-exclusive, it, non-exclusive deal, they pay
1: you. I, I'm, I'm confused, I'm sorry.
0: They don't even pay you on the front end, but if you get a placement, hmm. I'm sure that th- for that, they're going to take a portion. But it's
1: not exclusive, so you can be in
0: Right, right.
1: You need to be careful about that as well. We do. You
0: know in, in this business, you need to be very careful. I just wanted to mention it because I've yeah. seen it come up a few times. And so if you see that, you might also want to ask some questions. Um, with I want to ask some questions. I know. <laughs> I know. I want to see that contract. I know. Beth and I don't have time to look at all of the libraries i wish i did and i could tell you some i know i'll just say off the top of my head um marmoset is one i've mentioned them before they're in portland oregon i checked on them today they are um taking um they're taking submissions right now and i like the way they work they're kind of artist based on their submission they even ask you what are you doing right now i mean they don't think you have to be but I think they want to know that they're helping artists and, and there's a lot of artists that work there. So um, I really have enjoyed that library and I've seen a lot of editors say that it's a really good library. So check that one out. Um, Google, Google lists in 2020 of libraries for musicians that are, that are good to be in. And then always go look at the comments because you want to know if anybody has had a good or bad experience there. So, um, so yeah, so that's the product, production music library side. Um, I think sync agents is where I'll go next. Um, Actually, I changed my mind. I'm going to go to music supervisors because I'll explain this first and then I'll explain sync agents. Music supervisors, um, as we all know, and if you don't, I'll explain it. They are hired by um, studios, um, films, um, all kinds of places to put music into to marry the music to uh,
1: a show or a movie or something like that yeah so (laughs) they have their own companies so they're out it's an outsourced thing so they don't have
0: their own companies there are
1: are supervisors within show tv shows and things too
0: there are that are actually work for and many music supervisors have been hired by networks um we know about one who just was just got hired
1: by the biggest one
0: Netflix, I will say, Um, grabbed one of the music supervisors who's been working independently and has her own company for a lot of years. So those type of things will happen. And I, I venture to say they're still very accessible to you because that is how they've worked. So music supervisor can encompass a lot of people. Now, we were considered music supervisors at ABC television because we were we were sending playlists to shows and we were handling that for a lot of our shows. So it can, the gamut can be huge, but music supervisors you're going to want to get to probably if you want to get your music and TV films, those kinds of things are going to be the specific music supervisors. Beth was talking about many times they have their own companies or they're in a group. There might be three of them under one company that are all working together. And so, um, you can access music supervisors on your own as an independent artist. If you do a word of caution to you, you need to do your homework. You need to know exactly how they want that delivered. It's not hard to find. Google them. They are interviewed all the time. They will tell you. Um, their website may tell you. send us a link. Um, I, I also big right now. Pardon.
1: Disco is big right now, right?
0: Disco is big right now for those. This is a platform. It's disco.ac. And um, this is a platform where the Music Soups have their own account. And if you send them a disco link, they open it. It automatically jumps into their account. They can get rid of it. But the reason they do this is because it's a good way for them to um, catalog everything. Also, on disco, they are used to the way it's laid out and you can lay this out in the exact way the music soup is used to seeing it. Um, everything is there. Um, so you can go look at their, their account or their setup. You can't, no, you can't specifically see their account. How you, do you it, know how it's set up? Um, what I mean by that is disco definitely has a, a way that you Oh, okay. formula that you put in okay. um and and that is why disco was probably I, I should go look they were probably started by people who had worked with music supervisors or were mu- music supervisors and knew we need something that <laughs> yes that is across the board beth and i know dropbox oh gosh uh, do, i don't do I'm i not like dropbox that? i like icloud blah, 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 blah. net do we use that oh. one what do we use this is the way them, you send
1: them a, a drive it doesn't work on their computer it's oh, right so many
0: back times back. they if they like a link that you send them say you don't have disco so at first or say your first thing to them is just like a SoundCloud link where you've got three songs specifically for them. They may email you back and say, do you have disco? If you do, here's my disco link, please send it here. And so that has happened with me. I have, I know soups that have, have that, but they're not going to advertise that for everybody, but they will, it is accessible and then they know that's where it's going to go. So, um, that's just one aspect of pitching to music supervisors for yourself. The the biggest thing that I would say is to make sure you are a one stop and you need to say this to them, that specific, uh, line one stop. One stop. And what that means is coming from an independent artist, they know if, if you send them a song, they're going to, and they send you a request for use, you're going to say, Yes. Good to go. I mean, obviously they're going to offer you. I'm going to say this. Do not say you're one stop.
1: If you don't have your ducks in a row, if you have co-writes and you haven't asked the co-writers or you don't have permission to, to, you know, make this deal on your own, don't say you're one stop. They come to you that you, they'll never speak to you again don't do that. So you want to be a one-stop. She's saying, make sure you say you're a one-stop, but only if you are. Make sure you are.
0: Why don't you go into how they can make sure they're a one-stop when they say
1: Okay, so if you're an independent artist, you don't have a publishing deal, you don't have a record deal, you write a song, you own it. Say if you write a song by yourself, you own it, you record it, you pay somebody to record it for you, you own the master. So you have the master, you own all that you have the publishing and the, the um, writer's side because you wrote the song all by yourself. You paid somebody to record it and you own everything. You own the three sides. That's a one stop. If you co-write with somebody and you say, we're gonna split this song, they own 50% of that. Now, th- it can go different ways. They own you know, 50% of the writing and 50% of the publishing. If you then go out and you pay for the recording, and they're not involved, then you'll own the sound recording, the master. So there's two sides that, that they're looking at when they wanna sync something, the master recording permission for that and the publishing permission. So when you're in the studio working with somebody or when you're in you know a writing session, make sure you have your uh, paperwork done. So when I say paperwork, you need to have a split sheet. A split sheet is just a one sheet of paper that has and if you take our class you'll get one from us but you can find them somewhere um it has the information on it it has the date it has the name of the song it has uh the people that were writing and it has a place for you to put the percentages so if you came in with 50% per- the song halfway done and somebody you know helped you with it maybe they only get 20%. so you need to have all that stuff you also need to discuss with the other songwriters because they will own their own publishing if they own their own publishing i should say If you work with a songwriter who has a publishing deal or is in a record contract, be careful and make sure you're clear to go because if they have their publishing going to a record label, that record label has the right to to exploit that publishing. So make sure you know all of this information going forward. And it's not hard, it's much harder, and Dawn can attest in her day job, it is much harder to go back and get all that information than it is to do it as you're going. I know you don't want to stop the creative process to talk about splits and do you own your own publishing and do you do it when you're having lunch, do it when you're having a beer, do it, whatever, when you're taking a break, get off the split sheet and just have everybody do it and sign it. So you've got to have that done. If you get all that done and everybody's on board and you write with somebody and they're like, yeah, I'd love it to get this thing placed and I own my own publishing. Yes, you can go try and get this placed. It means the one stop for you means I have permission from them to go on their behalf and submit this to be, you know, and write, do the contract and everything and get it all going. It'd be good to have a contract with somebody who owns their own publishing that you can exploit that for sync and and stuff, but you're going to have to pay them their share, obviously. But the one stop just means you have all the permissions. You own the master, all of that.
0: Right. I will add a little bit to what Beth said. Sometimes... um, there's other scenarios where you and the song you wrote co-wrote the song with the songwriter and you are both paying for the master say that that happens then you need to have a contract that says you co-own the master and you are both you both have the ability to to pitch that song unless you want to keep it with just you 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 can make the contract however you want but um make sure specific in there if you want the right
1: with that master to be able to make the final decision so if somebody comes back and offers you this amount of money there's two scenarios in your contract it could say that you have to go back to the other songwriter who cones the master or the producer if the producer cones half of the master whoever that might be and get their permission to accept the deal so make sure you're clear on that you know how that's going to work for you
0: right and then one more scenario when you're recording and and have um have a a new master make sure if you hire anyone or if a friend comes and plays guitar have them sign something for you called a musician release it's a musician release and you want to be sure that if say that song got picked up by a big artist and I mean, we all want to share the wealth, right? So uh, if if that's a friend of yours, I'm sure you would later say, hey, you know. No. Hey, no. <laughs> no. However, okay. That, um, Maybe it's different now. I was married to a recording engineer. I,
1: I don't know. You know, we, know. Never, we never got the, guess what? We made, no. We made half a million dollars on this thing. Would you like a bonus? Never. Nobody ever gave us a bonus. I'm just saying.
0: This is another podcast, but let me say that now things are happening where these people these people are getting paid now through sound exchange a little bit but it's something it's something it's something and even the producers engineers um all they need is a letter of direction from the artist and if you are a producer or an engineer please look up letter of direction and get this from every artist you work with and whether you are paid or not Letter of direction is different than getting a
1: release from them. So you want to get a musician's release, right? And you want to get a letter of direction because the letter of direction is talking about the back end. If it gets played somewhere, there are places we will go into in other podcasts and our classes that will explain to you how people are starting to get paid from other avenues. So just more paperwork to fill out.
0: I know. Are you all so confused right now? letter of direction. I'm confused, and I've been doing this for 35 years. <laughs> guys, this is a crazy business. That's why I say that at the top. Um, it's constantly yeah. changing. Yeah. There are new companies springing up that are- And the falling. law changing.
1: They're trying to fix things. They're trying to fix, you know, hey, why didn't all those guys that played on all those records for all those years and you know millionaires were being made why weren't those guys getting a little piece of it and they're starting to now so right
0: so back to the music supervisors (laughs) so that's where we started this is where we started but we are basically telling you if you are going to do this on your own pitch your music to a music supervisor you want to be sure that you have all this in order in order to continue working with that music supervisor because you can have the best song in the world. But they don't want it if it's not ready to go. I guarantee you they're not going to go to bat for you for your song. They're too busy. They'll go to the next guy with the next – mo- Things move too fast. They move fast. So um, if you have this all in order prior and you want to start reaching out to them um, on your own, that's a great way for you to do it. Uh, but my next um, type of, and way to get to um, – sync in television or film or wherever is a sync agent these also have sprung up in the last decade um probably because of hard to clear music so um it's a sync agent's job in the beginning if they're taking music from you to be sure that everything is clear because they are really going to bat for you so this sync agent is going to want to ask all of these questions that we just asked of you in this re- in these recordings, how did this go down? You know, did you pay your producer? Did you not? They're, they're going to, they're going to get all this information and they're going to want to see all of the forms that we just talked about. Once they know that that is free and clear and ready to go, they're going to want to put you in their library. The, the other good thing about a sync agent is that the music soups really do trust them and they are their friend because, um, they're actually helping the music supervisor in a lot of ways to clear all this stuff, pre-clear all this stuff, and um, we we had this happen in our company. One Tree Hill was a was a a show that kept using our music because they knew every time they reached out to us, everything was good to go. Within a day, everything was signed, ready to go, and they knew that. So. They continued coming to us once we got the first placement. They, they liked our artists as well. They liked our music. And so... Um, they we, like to
1: hear yes, not no.
0: They do. And we, we knew ahead of time. You know, we, we checked with our artists. If, if this is a cable show, are you willing to go? If this is this kind of thing, are you willing to go? We knew what those artists wanted. So that's what sync agents do. They're out there to do that. And really, they are your friend as well. Um, now, money on, on this side. They are not, no money is exchanged on the, when you go in. You don't
1: hire a sync agent and pay him a hundred bucks or.
0: Nope. And they do not pay you anything. Yeah. Yeah. They are wanting your music because they like your music. They believe in your music enough to take it on. They, they may need um, your style. I know I'm currently working as one and there are certain styles that I need that I don't have right now. So I wanna make sure I'm covered in all the styles in case a music supervisor might ask me for something. So, so how do they how do they get paid? How does the artist get paid? How does the sync agent get paid? How does the sync agent get paid? Agent get paid? Back in the day, there've been all kinds of ways that this has worked over, over time as well. It changes. Right now, um, they are going to take a percentage of the front uh, fee that, you're going to get from um, the placement. Basically, it used to be a lot of sync agents would take a portion of your publishing, whatever. And I will explain one reason that's not happening as much anymore. Publishing is really one of the only ways that people are getting paid. <laughs> so Ooh, sync, uh, yeah, so sync agents <laughs> have backed off on that now, understandably, and, and the reason, for me, if I was only going to be a sync agent, I wouldn't do that. There's not enough money in it for me. I have to do other things. I really enjoy doing it. So that's one reason I want to, um, you know, I love gathering the music. I love watching the TV, figuring out, you know, there's
1: not enough money in it. So what do they do? Volume. Volume.
0: Yeah. So I'm really hoping, um, it's, it's a different kind of a world right now. When, when I spoke of publishing, it used to be, and even in our deal, uh, we would, we had a portion of the publishing, um, for that now, song, just we had that. a portion of the publishing, we would, this
1: would, used to be something that happened. I don't think people are doing it anymore. We would rename the song. Yes. We would rename the song so that if we got a placement with it, or when we got a placement with it we would rename the
0: song right so that artist could then take that song and do something else with it because we only placed it in the specific show so when it so when the cue sheet followed that show
1: it would have something else in it besides the title that would tell them on that one you you also have to pay those people over there right. but if that guy sold the song to some big artist we didn't want to you know we didn't, take, we so didn't want to take so they're not going to take your publishing if they do take any publishing which i don't think they are anymore they're not gonna take it, they can't take it for everything. That would
0: that would be a bad deal. Right. Bad deal. Right. So here here's a no-no. Just let me say for you with a sync agent. Do not get a couple placements with your sync agent. Go find that music supervisor and start pitching to them yourself. Uncool. Guess what's gonna happen? Neither the, of
1: them are gonna work with you.
0: Sir first of all, the music soup is gonna be upset because they're like, Why is so-and-so getting a hold of me? Um, don't think that you can use this as a, as a launching ground for yourself. If you want to do something like that, write another set of music and go, go pitch on your own, but do not, do not go to that specific one. Um, there are several unnamed rules in the industry and these are some of them. Do not go around people. in a, in, cause I think of LA as being
1: like the music town cause that's where I work, but, um, you know, it's really Nashville and New York too. And it's really cutthroat. And you just climb on people and kill them as you go up, it seems like. (laughs) So, but this is one of those rules. It's like, no, don't do that. That's uncool. Yeah,
0: and it's really it's
1: it's just uncool.
0: I think back in the day too, Beth, it was more that way. There were more record labels, there were A and R guys, there were all these people doing all these different jobs. And it's getting smaller and smaller, the community. And so you if you know I, this person, they probably know somebody you know, and that's good it's and bad.
1: It's easier to uh, realize that you're connected to these people through other things, and right. you don't want to get a bad reputation. That's part right. of it, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. I but recently, also, I think there's a camaraderie that's happened. Yes. Like, we're all desperate to try to make a living still in music.
0: So. And let me say that in, in the current situation that we've been in in the past few months, I have said this before, but I started going into Zooms and I started meeting all kinds of people, Sync, other SYNC agents. There's a SYNC agent. I'm just going to say it because I haven't mentioned him yet, but it's SYNC Summit. It's Mark Frazier. And he is has done amazing things in, in for our community. And one of the reasons is he had a way that he was working and he just started doing daily Zooms. Can you imagine, Beth, doing one every wow. day? He I'm exhausted. inviting people doing and doing all these things. He's down to three a day. But if you want to go check him out a
1: week. A week. and be a
0: part of his community, there's a lot going on in there. And uh, it's a camaraderie kind of a feel. And Mark is that way. I mean, he, you send him an email. I'm sorry to say, Mark, but, and he'll usually answer you. It might take a don't, while.
1: Don't say his email. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't.
0: Please don't. No, I'm not going to give his email, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm giving a shout out to Mark because I started going in there and watching every day as I was working, and I started meeting a lot of people and just getting another network going, and so I I really appreciate him for doing that, and when Beth said camaraderie, that's how I felt, because he knows a lot of people in the industry, but he was willing to bring all those people in and, you know, open his network up to everybody, and and it's really been cool. I think a lot of it Is that you know it used to be everybody was fighting for the same place
1: on the radio everybody was fighting for the same record deal everybody was fighting for the attention at a club or something and you know now everybody's fighting to get the the modern uh, music modernization act which I can never remember (laughs) you know it brought the music community together so
0: it kind of has yeah we're I think we're the music community I think it's at a, an amazing place right now. I'm really excited about going forward. So, um, so sync agents. I think I pretty much covered royalties. You know, you you all know on the royalty side, you're going to get paid if you're with a sync agent and you own your own music, um, or you go with a music supervisor. You're going to be a very happy person when your royalties come in because um, if you're with a production music library. They will own your publishing side, you will get your writer's side. But if you pitch your own song or have a sync agent pitch your song, you're gonna get on the royalty um, nine months later, after you get a song on TV, you're gonna see a publishing amount and a writer's amount and they are the same amount of money. So it's very, very important that you have a publisher. Now, we've said this before, but I'm just gonna gloss over it. BMI, if you're with them, apparently they automatically put your publishing in with your writers i have not seen that happen it's awesome what do you mean you haven't seen it happen i haven't seen it personally happen but maybe that's because I thought on their website they said that right they do say that i'm just saying i haven't seen that because i'm not a writer that doesn't have a publisher
1: right you have you are a writer and you have your own publisher but um with
0: if you is that new because man I know. I, I believe it is a more because recent how much does ASCAP charge to, to? Right. It might. Publisher. I don't want to say it wrong, but there's a small fee with ASCAP to become a publisher. There used to be, there used to be with BMI as well. So maybe. One of the cool things
1: though about the BMI version, if that's, man, I saw that on their website. You sent me that and I read it too. And I still can't believe it. That's why we keep hesitating. Like, really, really? You're going to do this for us for free? That's cool. It's your name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And remember how hard it is to get a name as a publisher? You have right, to be really a publishing
0: curious. name. Yes, you have to you be have really You have to interested. jump through hoops because there's so many publishers out there and they want it to be distinct enough. So sometimes you have to give them five options and they may come back and say, hey, those are all taken. Do you have any more? Yeah. If you're signing up to be a publisher with a PRO is what I'm speaking of. So, But ultimately, my point was, if you own your own publishing, make sure you know that if you have a TV placement that you are going to get paid the publishing you can always call BMI get somebody on the phone and say please explain to me how this is gonna work here's what show I got on I know I'm gonna get a writer's royalty can you guarantee me that I'm gonna see that that publishing side and well again
1: I'm gonna say this again before, and I'm sure I've said it before before you get a, th- something placed know how fast the music wor- world works with TV it work moves fast once they decide yes they want to place it it may be the day of the show the day before the show make sure you're already registered with the pro and that song is registered because it's going to go on the cue sheet and that cue sheet follows the vehicle the show the game whatever it is you need it on a cue sheet where it is located so you can get both of those sides without having to go find find it and fight for it
0: right the cue sheet is pretty much your vehicle is this a right way to say it Or would it be, is the, is the cue sheet like the people in the vehicle? (laughs) Anyway,
1: I think it's like the trailer you're pulling behind.
0: I I have been drinking I don't know. I was working on the, I
1: was working on a real estate thing for copyright today. I'm like, what's the real estate like? It's like air rights. Yeah. Okay. What I wanted to say
0: about what Beth just said is the cue sheet is your friend and it follows that it's, it's, it's married to it. It's married to that show. a tattoo. There you go.
1: It's like a a tattoo on the show.
0: Oh, it's like a tattoo on the show. That's good. Yeah. Like it, they stamped it on there and that's where it's going to go. So you're always going to get paid for that. So you want to make sure, Beth was saying, you need to be signed up before and let, and when, when your song is going to be placed, they're going to ask for that information from you. Um, when we went over in our, one of our other podcasts, how to all the things they're going to ask you for. And there's going to be a place where they're going to ask you for your IPI number, which is not your account number at BMI or ASCAP or CSAC. It's, it's a international number. That's going to follow your name. And so they're going to ask for that. They're going to ask for your name there and they are going to marry that in the cue sheet. If you don't give them that, they're only going to have your name and the name of the song and you don't know. And they are not going to try
1: to make sure you get paid. They don't care. Right. that's not their job
0: <laughs> yeah um their- some other ways these are a bit more obscure but I just want to go over these um a manager many times can be someone who has um experience in the sync field and so if somebody comes to you and they do want to manage you and you know that they have this experience that might be a reason you might want to go with them um You know, they could be someone who could help you get your music out there. Um, Editors are another thing that we've talked about, the stalking of these people. You don't have to do that. I just think it's funny. Um, Sorry, editors, if you're listening. Um, But editors. editors put in temp tracks. And so if you know a few of these, if you're going to college right now, hang out with the producers and the editors that are in that track and and be, become friends with them and, and stay right buy them dinner right buy them dinner let them know when you're releasing music ask them what they look for if they're doing uh, you know um projects and different things yeah student what films you say? is a good way to meet people student films too right um we talked about this before but USC um UCLA Um, there are so many, so many film schools, actually. Those are just in California. (laughs) (laughs) Those are just in, yeah, those are just the big ones in California. But I, I will tell you this, so many times when I see producers and editors or anybody, it's like, oh, they went to USC. Oh, they went to UCLA. Or... The Berkeley, Berkeley people are there as well. Yeah. There's also like
1: some smaller ones like LA film school where my son yeah. wanted to go, but we couldn't afford it. Um, right. very nice school in downtown LA and you know, I don't think they have like a music department. I don't think they do. I don't so, think you know, have. you could, well, I was going to say you could go to Amoeba, which is across the street, but it's not there no more. Oh, it's not it's, anymore. It's somewhere else. It's going to be right. Anyways
0: so um creative so these these are some creative other ways the last one is a publisher um you know the publishing deals have changed so much that we don't even we're not even sure how they're working right now most exist they do okay there are uh people hiring especially songwriters i would say people are still looking for good songwriters, and so there are companies, a lot of these are in Nashville. Nashville is a songwriter's town, so, um, and it, believe it or not, it's not just country music, it's, it's all over the map, but they no. they are really the ones who, where the songwriters go, and so um, if if songwriting is, in your mind, this is my forte, this is where, you know, you, you might want to head down you know, a publishing kind of a deal. Um, I thought you were going to say to Nashville. <laughs> I you are going to say go to Nashville. You, you don't have to go to Nashville. You can <laughs> you can find everybody in other ways now. Uh, it wouldn't hurt to go there, but um, so yeah, there are publishing deals. They're just right now they're were as Beth mentioned the Music Modernization Act. I have high hopes for what they're going to do, um, and I hope they really do it, but they are trying to restructure how everyone is getting paid, so right now, publishers aren't completely sure how it's all going to work going forward, but, you know, publishing is king right now, as publishing I just said.
1: Is Publishing is it.
0: There used to be, you know, you
1: wanted to own the master, you wanted to be the songwriter, you wanted to have some publishing, and those three things, you know, everybody could make a little bit of money it was a, it was pretty in the nineties. We don't know. (laughs) And before I lived in Nashville in the nineties and you know, everybody was writing and it was great. And that doesn't exist anymore. Literally. It's the only, just about, just about the only way you get paid is publishing. It's crazy.
0: Right. Crazy. Yeah. I'm going to, we're going to, we'll do do a podcast on publishing. We will do a podcast, several on publishing. and um, We're going to have to, but I wanted to say that we're going to also do um, a podcast on researching um, for music sync. Um, just some different ideas and places that you can go. I'm not going to do the research for you or give you um, all the tips, unless you want to take our class, take I, class. I <laughs> might give you some there. Uh, for sure, I will give you some there. Uh, we'll kind of walk you through my system and, and several other people that I've known of, of how they've gotten sync. But research is your friend right now. Um, let me tell you. And so, um, with, I just want to say, as we're ending this, um, with music sync, uh, there's all kinds of ways that you can find out what the music soups are doing, what the television shows are doing. Um, you know, I live with my parents right now and they watch a lot of TV that I might not necessarily be interested in. So I'll sit there with my computer and I'll just listen and then I'll go, mom, what's that show? Because I'm hearing a certain style of music in there that I might not have watched on my own. But and so I'll I'll go look up the music supervisor. I'll go look up all the songs they've been using. And once you find a niche of where the style that you write might be, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of this away right now, but um, that is where you can start going, oh, okay, that person is working on that show. Obviously, we're also in an age where shows are put up on Netflix, the whole show is put up there and they're done. So it used to be in, in um, you know network TV, which we still do have this as well, you could see a show or two. I know you could see a couple of shows and then know, Hey, they're going to be working on that for, you know, three or four months. That's so two episodes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go tell that soup. Hey, I've, I, I know what you've, you've been using. Here's, here's three songs that I think, you know, might fit, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, you know, everything's changing right now. So it's, it's kind of a thing you just got to go.
1: you If you see a Netflix show or Amazon prime show or something, You've got, you know, it's all, everything's out there. Then you've got to, then you got to follow up and find out, is it getting a second season? If it, it does, right?
0: find out when it's, you know, there's all these tricks, but. Find out when it starts. You, yeah, find out. And, and I heard somebody say this the other day on a podcast. She's a mu- music supervisor now. And she said the biggest, she wasn't, she went to Belmont University in Nashville. And then she started getting jobs, not necessarily what she wanted to do. But she said, the, the thing I learned the most about working in all the different jobs was how to research, how on the fly to listen to what somebody needed and run off and try to do that. Because she said, that's what I do now. <laughs> I, I literally still do that. Even when she's trying to get the jobs, you know, the music soups, the entrepreneurs, they have to find, find the shows that are coming up in the studios and they have to pitch themselves, you know, pretty much. So anyway, she said, the that the one thing that she learned how to do early as an intern was research. And that's been the thing that has helped her the most. So I'm giving you another tip here, learn how to research and do it, do it as much as you can. So I think we covered all, all of the places that you can go try to get your music synced. Um, I want to tell you again, to please go to a amatterofmusic.com. We are doing a class um, very soon on all things sync it's going to be a five week class and it's a very small class size it's very interactive um we want you to succeed so we're going to work together on that and i will listen to some of your songs let you know if they sound syncable to me other Mm -hmm. things that you could do to them to make them more syncable it's it's going to be a lot of fun so Beth and I will be with you every week on that. And um, go check it out. It, it We
1: kind of list what we're going to cover week by week. And so you can see if, if it's, you know, something that uh, you're interested in, uh, gaining more knowledge. And we would definitely go in depth.
0: Right. On if, the if you're not interested in that, we're going to do several other um, classes coming up songwriting class um publishing copyright how to get everything in place for yourself um we'll probably do a production you know what we're, we're going to do so many marketing
1: things. one there's yeah
0: yes marketing um, but i also want to say if you don't want to or can't take our classes please keep listening to our podcast or watching on youtube and if you can can you just give us a little uh review or or a five if you subscribe, five, even four, if you don't listen, plan
1: yeah. on listening a bunch, it will help us out a yeah. lot.
0: And so. right now, we just launched um, not too long ago. And if you can um, subscribe and download, we will love you forever. Um, because that will show that people are are easy. Cool. It doesn't take much. <laughs> it doesn't. We're just asking for your help. We're going to help you. So please help us if you can. I would appreciate it. So it's been great having you here today um we're come back. very happy you joined us please come back and thank you for tuning in to a matter of music